We take a look at the updated playoff picture with now the Panthers on their second day off prior to the next time they take the ice in a game setting. We're going to discuss whether the rest will help or hurt the Panthers. And we're going to talk about some rapid fire poll questions on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Wednesday, February 22nd edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to send in your screenshot of your subscription to the Locked On Florida Panthers YouTube channel and your five-star rating on whichever podcast app you listen to Locked On Panthers for your chance to win two free tickets to the Florida Panthers versus Chicago Blackhawks game on March 10th. Best of luck, everybody. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. So, Cats fans, second day off for the Panthers with still a good amount of gap in between Monday's game, which was a little bit of a scare, uh, and Friday's game between Buffalo, who Buffalo played last night against the Toronto Maple Leafs, and still the Panthers, after yesterday's action, are still in the final wild card spot, despite the points percentage not being the best out of the bunch, they still find themselves in that final wild card spot. So still a great place to be in for the Panthers as of right now. But it's a Winans Wednesday edition of the show, which means Jacob Winans is back to discuss more uh, on the Florida Panthers. And Jacob, welcome back to Locked On Panthers. Thank you for having me as always. I'm happy to be here. Th- thank you uh, as always for being here. And uh, I-, I wanted to... I want. I just got back home from South Florida uh, yesterday. Of course, this is why we're doing a Wednesday morning recording. We're usually doing these uh, late at night. And I brought a little bit of a piece of South Florida with me. Uh, I'm going to full screen myself real quick. Uh, the the Vamos Gatos uh, puck from from FLA, uh, from FLA Team Shop, uh, well, Pantherland in person. And uh, shout out to Carlos Solano uh, for, for his work that he's consistently doing around the South Florida community. So I wanted to... Uh, show off a little bit of a piece of, of of that, which I think the Vamos Gatos collection is just really cool and uh, great to contribute to a um, to an, an, a, an artist in our community who embraces the uh, the Panthers. But uh, Jacob, so like I said at the top, the the Panthers they still find themselves in the final wild card uh, spot right now. Of course, points percentage isn't the best. This was a great time for for us really actually this week in general just to check out games in hand um that the other teams will be making up i mean tonight's uh game the only one that's in relation to the panthers is 
Jets, Islanders, even though the Islanders do have the same amount of games played as the Panthers uh, and only one point ahead of Florida. And let's just talk about what what's going on with the teams around the, the Panthers. I mean, Detroit, they defeated the Washington Capitals, who the Capitals have just had a hard time scoring since Alexander Ovechkin has has not been with the team they're scoring on the power play go figure but even strength scoring has just been an issue with them i mean we even saw that with the capitals during the playoff series last year but detroit has won nine of 13 and they are killing penalties they're getting the saves and it's not just um Billy Huso, it's magnus hellberg in two games that he he's played 938 save percentage and the only loss that he's had was because his team was shut out by Ilya sorokin of the islanders so uh, Detroit is creeping up up there uh, for for the Panthers and just two points uh, behind them. And and of course, the, the Panthers won't be playing them until March 20th. But that's one of the teams that is uh, creeping up on the Panthers. And they, they got the goaltending uh, there. For what, what were your thoughts on Caps Red Wings uh, last night? Yeah, um, Washington, they just kind of look old. Um, their, their offense has really dried up a little bit, especially with Ovi out of the lineup. Now, that's a veteran team that we can't count out. Um, and Ovechkin is is expected back within the next the next handful of games. It, it, the report came out uh, maybe yesterday or the day before that he was uh, returning to Washington from Russia, and he'd be joining the team for the the final stretch of the season. Um, so Washington is still a team we have to keep an eye on. Uh, but the mm-hmm. Panthers have, have fared well against them, and and out of all the teams that we're in the race in the race with right now, Washington I feel like is a, is one of the teams that we we should have the horses to stay ahead of. Uh, Detroit looked like they were dead in the water for a while. Um, it seemed like they were they were headed to another near miss uh, and weren't going to be in in the race at the end of the day. But they've really uh, caught fire at, at the right time, and they're catching up and and putting themselves right back into into contention for that last spot. This time of year, a lot of teams are making their best push before the trade deadline um, mm-hmm. to try to make themselves buyers instead of sellers. Uh, with Detroit in particular, I don't think they're going to be an aggressive buyer regardless. Um, getting into the playoffs would be great for them, but it's not its not the end-all be-all for their season. Um, right now, they're just looking for progress in their rebuild, and I think they've definitely found it. Um, so I wouldn't expect them to be too aggressive at the deadline, meaning they may cool off. They've got a really tough schedule down the stretch. Um, so while Detroit is hot right now, I feel like there's enough time for them to cool off and eventually fall out of the race. Um, the Islanders in particular that you brought up, um, obviously we're rooting for the Winnipeg Jets tonight. That's a no brainer. Um, but they lost Matthew Barzell for, uh, an indefinite amount of time. Could be eight weeks is what was, what the report came out uh, with his lower body injury. So I don't know if they have the scoring to keep it up in the race. Um, Bo Horvat essentially just replaces Barzell instead of adding to Barzell. Uh, so it's kind of the same team that they were pre Horvat trade. Uh, if you look at them on paper right now. So I don't know that they have the scoring to keep it up. Um, so yeah, with that said, I think it it really, obviously Pittsburgh is a team that, that the Panthers are are going to be uh, trying to keep pace with for one of the two wild card spots. But if, if we're being realistic, I think we're aiming for that last wild card spot. And in my opinion, the, the team that we're really going to be fighting it out for, uh, fighting it out with for that last spot is Buffalo. Uh, the Sabres, to me, are the biggest threat. Uh, to keeping the Panthers out of the playoffs. Yeah, and and um, and for Pittsburgh, New York, 
Islander, the Islanders beat uh, Pittsburgh twice in a four-day span. I mean, Pittsburgh was dominating the possession uh, metrics as well, but Elias Sorokin was just getting the saves uh, necessary. And when, uh, and this is where Lou Lamorello is kind of smiling in a way that he made this trade so that he doesn't lose too much with Barzell going uh, down. Not sure what his status is the rest of the regular season. Uh, but of course, devastated because you're not getting that extra scoring punch for the Islanders. And Tristan Jari is back. He, he played on Monday, so that's a big boost to uh, Pittsburgh as well. But I, I also feel like Buffalo, the inexperience is a little, is kind of showing. And then when you when you put top lines in order to match up against the Tage Thompsons of, of the world, you're, you're taking away their 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 speed as well. And we haven't really talked about this mostly on on this show because of what the Panthers are trying to compete for. They're trying to compete for the wild card spot, but the Panthers do play three more games against the Toronto Maple Leafs and they just traded for Ryan O'Reilly. And he's uh, on that second line playing center where John Tavares is now shifted to wing. I thought that Ryan O'Reilly was going to be the third line center, but he's actually, on, it's, it's crazy how top heavy that, that second line is with Marner, Tavares and now O'Reilly and then he gets a hat trick against his former team in Buffalo who uh who they traded for uh for 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 Tage Thompson as well and he gets a hat trick uh, his fourth of his career uh his his first in like over a year too and Panthers play them three more times so it's a little that's a little bit of a dangerous team that the that the Panthers uh, will will be facing in Toronto but even though they're not chasing for the wild card race but Luka Pekalukinen uh got pulled early um of course of course that's to protect him and of course if you're gonna if it's gonna be a high scoring game you're gonna put the veteran in craig anderson uh there and buffalo did score three unanswered in the in the third to make it a little bit of a game but it was just way out of reach uh for for the sabers but still the the games in hand will be made up and we the the sabers will be on the second end of that back-to-back in florida but still, I, I I I do think that it's actually the Islanders that I, I I'm kind of changing my mind here that I do think it's it's still the Islanders because of their conference final experience from year years past. Yeah, the Islanders are a team with a lot, a lot, a lot of playoff experience. Um, they know how to get in and they know how to how to make some noise when they do, uh, even if on paper they don't have. Uh, the most firepower, the the most skilled roster. Um, it's kind of always been a roster full of guys who who don't jump out at you. They don't make a ton of highlight reels um, outside of Matthew Barzell, but they just play solid, sound hockey. But the thing with the Islanders, they have the goaltending, uh, and this this time of year, goaltending is everything. And and with Sorokin and Varlamov there in 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 New York with the Islanders, those those two guys. Um, that's probably the best goaltending tandem right now in the wild card race. Um, and all the teams that are competing right now, they're, they're only in the race because they're getting goaltending. The Panthers included, um, they, they were really, really looking like they were finished. And then Bobrovsky comes up with, with his hottest stretch of the season. And look, we're right back in the race, holding a wild card spot. It really just goes to show you that that goaltending is, is really the key this time of year. Um, so the Islanders, um, well, they're, they definitely are going to lack the scoring punch down the stretch, uh, at, at times they are a veteran team. You can't discount them. Uh, and 
they're also the New York Islanders who we know are, are famous for breaking Florida Panthers hearts. Um, <laughs> they, they've done it a couple of times. So yep. uh, any way that they can crush the dreams of Panthers fans, the Islanders will usually come, come up and do it. So that is definitely a team that we have to keep an eye on. Uh, Buffalo scares me because of how well they can score. They can score at, at will. Um, their, their lineup is pretty, pretty top heavy. Their bottom six doesn't scare me much. Uh, their top six in their power play are pretty lethal. Um, but yeah, they, their their inexperience has showed their goaltending is not quite as, as solid. Um, UPL, Craig Anderson, those, those guys are not guys that I think are, are going to carry you to the playoffs. Um, it's just that they, they really can score uh, goals against anybody. So that that automatically makes them dangerous. They kind of remind me of of the Panthers teams under Bob Bugner. Not a ton of defense, but we we won a lot of games that we probably shouldn't have won just because we could score well and our power play could carry us some nights. And that's what Buffalo has right now. Uh, that's another team that they're developing this year. It's not playoff or bust for them, uh, but they are itching to snap that that playoff uh, drought there in Buffalo. And and they've got the horses to to put goals up against anybody. So that's. Yeah, if you're asking me the team I'm most afraid of, it's definitely Buffalo, but Islanders are probably right there at number two behind them. Uh, both both of those are teams that 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 worry me. And and those games, having three games uh, down the stretch against Toronto is definitely not ideal. Um, hopefully, Anthony Duclair being back in the lineup gives us a little bit more punch in our own top six. But that when you can have Tavares, uh, O'Reilly, and Marner on a second line, Matthews, Nylander, Bunting on a top line. I mean, that's that is really, really, really potent. That's hard to match up with. So um, the Panthers are going to have their work cut out for them. But we did play Toronto very, very well the first time this season. Yes. Should easily should have won that game, and I will say that the entire yes. rest of the season that was a win that was stolen by the referees. That out of every game this season, that is the one game that I will say uh, completely, completely taken away by by officiating. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it, it's, it's going to be tough playing Toronto three times. And especially when you have to go something around 15 and five to make it in. Um, but if you can win one or two of those, um, you can make it up elsewhere. So it's going to be an interesting, interesting race down the stretch for sure. No doubt. And with, uh, the Sabres having their, uh, their, their playoff drought still in, they they might be in a position to buy even more than anticipated because those fans are just desperate for a, a playoff appearance. It, it's been a while for those. But we're going to transition over to segment number two. We're going to ask the question: Is the will the rest help or hurt the Panthers uh, as their next game won't be until Friday night against Buffalo? But first, we're going to tell you all about FanDuel Sportsbook, and FanDuel is the sports betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. And it's also the number one sports book in America because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on anything from the money line to point scores to three string. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
Segment number two here on this Wynans Wednesday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And Jacob, I think I know the answer to this uh, for 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 this question. But I think about professional athletes, not just hockey players, that they're just creatures of habit. When you're getting in a groove, you don't want to stop. And of course, when you're playing well, and then you get a little bit of rest, that could be detrimental to success. Of course, January was that stretch for the Panthers where it was very heavy as far as back-to-backs and not being at home. Now it's flipped. Now, 22 games left, 14 of them being at home. You got one out of the way in a huge, in a little bit of a scare against Anaheim. And that first game was, is always hard to play when you come back from being on the road so much, but the Panthers got it out of the way. That's the best part about it. Now, we've talked about three days off. Their practice schedule will be go in the next week. We'll go off day, practice, practice. The Panthers will practice today at FLA Live Arena at 11 a.m. and tomorrow. And then after they play Buffalo, they'll have an off day on Saturday and then a practice at 11 at FLA Live Arena and on Monday right before they go to Tampa. So they're doing that different, uh, that off day after a game, which is good for recovery reasons. But do you think that this rest for the Panthers will hurt them or help them? Yeah. So there's a couple layers to this answer. So uh, first I want to address the Anaheim game, which was a serious scare. Uh, Obviously should not have been that close, but that was um, a stereotypical NHL trap game right there. Um, first game home off of a road trip against a team that that's not that great. Uh, and a really, really strange afternoon start time on a weekday. Uh, everything was everything about that game screamed. This is going to be more difficult than it should be. And, and that was expected. They overcame it. They got two points. Uh, they did it the hard way, but they got it. Uh, so you put those two in the bank and now you have a couple days off before, uh, Buffalo. For me, I think if this were a young team with less experience in in the Panthers and and they were and this was years past, I would say this rest hurts them. Uh, But this is this is now a team that's experienced. Um, There's guys on this team who are veterans of of many years now in the NHL. The 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 focus and the effort coming off of a break should not be lacking um, when they come back. So I'm going to say it helps them because. The Panthers are a team that really needs to get healthy right now. Uh, Sam Bennett, we're hoping to get back Friday. Uh, Paul Maurice made it clear that he's expected to play. Um, there's a chance Anthony Duclair debuts on Friday. Uh, that This would be his first game of the season. Having these few days off between the last couple of games gives him a, a chance to really be ready to go. Um, the, the Panthers desperately need need the, the, the few days off to get guys healthy. Um, Verhage took a puck off the back of the leg in the last game. Looked like he was uh, pretty injured from that. Ends up sticking it out. The guys are playing a lot of heavy minutes. Gudis left a game uh, a few days ago. Uh, comes back, plays the next one. Uh, but I believe he blocked a shot. Uh, Forsling blocked a shot last game. It was limping around a little bit in the second period. Those are all things that we don't that may not show up on the injury report long term. 
but those are bumps and bruises and, and, and injuries that, that linger. So having a few days off gets guys fresh. Uh, and I think the Panthers are, are an experienced enough team now where they don't, they're not going to come out uh, flat from having those days off, uh, having the fresher legs against a young team like Buffalo uh, on Friday, I think is, is a big, big help. And then also having a lot of home games helps um, having, having the rest and then getting to play at home um, instead of on the road. It's that's a big benefit. So I think the Panthers should, should be using this time to, to get mentally ready, but more than anything, they, they need to get physically ready because it is going to be a grueling, um, really intense stretch down the rest of the regular season to try to get into the playoffs. And and they're going to need to be fully healthy physically to do that. Um, now, having this rest before Buffalo, I think it's beneficial. Having a few days off right after Buffalo, before Tampa, mm. I don't love that one as much. <laughs> yes, um, I agree. Because, yeah, going into Tampa, um, that's a really un- – unkind building for the Panthers. And and I feel like if you are able to get a win against Buffalo, you just want to roll right into Tampa and carry that over. So I don't love the the second break as much, but um, either way, it's a lot of rest in these next, in this next week, uh, week plus. And, and I I really think that they can use it uh, physically to get ready for the, for the stretch run. Yeah. And you also talk, you also think about what the Panthers have gone through in the last two years with you know when in the 56 game season my a lot of our predictions was that that they were gonna were that they were gonna be a bubble playoff team and they over they they exceeded those expectations was the biggest challenge to tampa bay in in the year that they won in in 2020 uh 2021 and just building off that and the players who are still here from that getting that experience there and and as well as the guys who have been there done that like an Eric Stahl uh and 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 be a Stanley Cup champion Mark Stahl being going to a going to a Stanley Cup final in 2014 as well too so it these the these got at least for the older players this had this isn't their first three-day break in between games neither and and also sometimes these guys experience it during the playoffs. Like if there, if there's a four game sweep, then you, you get a full weeks of rest before your, your next play playoff game uh, too. So there there's that, there's that factor when, when it, when it comes to that. And Paul Maurice of what he spoke about something interesting when it came to practice time versus being at home versus morning skate and he is, and his emphasis is trying, um, at least later in the stretch, is trying to go more hard at the at the practices, not to necessarily overtire them. That's not that's not the mission, but to but to get them more in a groove and and also to work on communication communication while lowering the amount of morning skates as the regular season goes down as morning skates are more of walkthroughs and light skating you're not going as hard because you need to conserve your energy for the game too and the panthers being at home for this i think can only help them as well i agree and that that is definitely an experienced veteran coach right there we've had a lot of complaints about paul maurice uh over the over the course of the season one thing that that has not been an issue is the 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 finger on the pulse as far as it as far as it uh, pertains to to practices and the way to get the guys 
um, best prepared physically. Um, to a fault, sometimes Maurice has been extra cautious in putting guys back in the lineup uh, post injury at times. Um, some of the things you mentioned, as far as as far as the the intentional um, intensity changes in the practices, stuff like that. Over the course of a season, it can be annoying to say uh, have a guy sit out an extra two games when he was maybe cleared uh, two games prior, but he sits out an extra two to be really ready to get back in the lineup. Or how Maurice doesn't like to put injured guys back in the lineup on the road; he likes to wait till they get home. Those kind of things might be annoying to fans, but at, at this time of year, that does pay off. Uh, you have a little bit more freshness, a little bit more health uh, when you really, really need it. Um, but yes, I, I really do. I really do like the idea of the of the more intense practices because you don't really want a drop off in between games as far as, as far as getting in that rhythm and, and the intensity. Um, if you can go from a game, have a, have an intense practice that feels almost like a game, you're ready for that next game uh, as if you, you didn't miss a beat. So I think that's pretty helpful this time of year. And then and the easy light uh, morning skates, obviously that's a no brainer. Um, so I, I like the idea as far as, as far as how he's going to exert the guys um, down the stretch. And we can only hope it pays off. And, and the, the Panthers desperately, they, if they're going to compete for a playoff spot, the injury bug has to be kinder to them. They're, they're, there's not really, um, it, it can't get much worse as far as what the injury situation has been this year. Uh, they've overcome just about everything possible as far as the, the players in and out of the lineup. We just we have to hope that down these the stretch of these last twenty games they they can have a little bit better luck with that and I think um, Maurice is doing what he can to to control what he can control as far as keeping guys ready and keeping guys healthy. Yeah, with and hopefully with Anthony Duclair coming back uh, on Friday, the Panthers will be at their healthiest as far as bodies on the ice. Even though these guys are most most of the time playing banged up and and playing through it but as far as bodies on the ice uh the panthers will likely be at their healthiest they've been with 22 games to go but in segment number three we are going to go over some rapid fire poll questions that i put on the locked on florida panthers twitter page and we'll do a little bit of a rapid fire before packing it up here on this wine and wednesday edition of the locked on florida panthers podcast so stay with us Third and final segment on this Wine Ins Wednesday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And Jacob, we got a few just, you know, like I said, with three days off for the Panthers, it gives me a good time to get a little bit of a pulse of the of the fan base as well. And just as I'm casually just watch, watching, of course, the games in hand. One, once again, the only game in hand that the Florida Panthers will, fans will need to keep an eye on is jets islanders tonight at ubs arena so gives gives gave me a little bit of an opportunity so rapid fire poll questions to start off how are you spending the next three days while the panthers aren't playing hockey games uh i i'm watching the games in hand i'm sure i'm sure you you are and 56 percent of uh, out of 73 votes says watching games in hand and how much? How much uh, dual screening or, or, or rapid fire? How much dual screening are you doing uh, for for these games at hand? Because there's four of them on coming up on Thursday. I'm watching all of them. Um, yeah, bouncing between streams. Uh, ESPN Plus has been super helpful. Um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on all of them. I, I wish I could detach and ignore it and just enjoy my day, but um, the Panthers occupy way too much of my mental health space rent-free. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching the games in hand, hoping they go our way. We're, we're masochists here, that's for sure. Uh, okay, this one's, a, this, one's a, this one's not as much of a landslide. Is Where do you see Anthony Duclair slotted when he makes his uh, return uh, to the lineup? Uh, we, I, we answered this last week, but in, in case anyone didn't uh, listen last week, so let, let's hear your answer. I think he starts on line three, um, shortened minutes to start. I think by the end of his first game, he ends up on line one. Uh, I think Reinhardt, Barkov, Lundell is not working, uh, and Duclair ends up on on line one before the end of the before the end of his first game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, four, 50, 59 votes on that one. Fifty over fifty percent say top line right away, r- right away for Anthony Duclair. Thirty percent of it, them say third line, second line eighteen percent. But I don't know if you break up uh, Sam Bennett. Well, even though Etu has played there in the last few games, Kachuk and Verhage, it's crazy. Verhage can play on either line, and he's just pr- producing 30-goal scorer, Carter Verhage. And and like I said, the the, the Achilles injury, it's, it's, it's really hard to get to know what a first step will be, especially with someone of Anthony Duclair's uh, caliber. And, and what if they put Duclair on that third line uh, – what are they gonna break up that Lund- Lundell Barkov Reinhardt line immediately and put maybe Etu there or who who knows? We'll we'll we'll, we'll see or we'll, we'll see when it when it when it comes to that line for 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 the Panthers. So I, I still think that Anthony Duclair does start on that third line. All right, which which direction do you think Bill Zito goes at the trade deadline? Thirty two votes of this buy, sell, or mix of both. It's it's that's a really tough one because the Panthers, even though there's there's some time before the deadline, they only play three games, if I'm not mistaken, between now and the trade deadline. Um, so it's it's going to be really difficult to see where they stand uh, as far as as far as how realistic it is that they get in. I think you're going to see a mix of both buying and selling. I think we're going to be a very um, soft seller. Uh, as far as getting some some spare parts off the roster, I think Colin White, for example, is a guy you'll see moved. Um, if the Panthers really fall out of contention um, over the next few days, if they go on a three-game losing skid, um, hopefully not. But if, if that were to happen and the teams around us win, I could see us becoming a little bit more aggressive of, of a seller. You could see a guy like Radko Gudis on the move. Um I, I haven't really heard it talked about much, but I think you have to at least gauge the market on the Stahl brothers. Uh, if if we're if we're really out of the race, uh, if I'm sure a playoff contender would want one or both of them, um, I don't think we're going to see us sell anybody with with term like like Reinhardt, uh, Bennett. I don't declare. I don't think one of those guys is going to be on the move. It, it kind of it's kind of counterproductive as far as going forward, but. As far as the the trade deadline, I think we'll be a mix of both buying and selling. Uh, some spare parts maybe on the move, and and I could see us bringing back some cheap veteran guys who can help kill penalties, or or some bottom six or or six and seventh defense options. It's going to be tough to fit it in under the cap, but I think we'll see a mix of both. Yeah, and and I was looking. I know plus minus isn't the end all be all, but I'll, I'm just trying to think of 
where Mahuras versus Gudis' plus minus is where Mahuras is at a plus 14 while Gudis is at a uh, plus 5. But what conclusion can you draw out of that? Hmm. Radko Gudis plays more penalty kill minutes versus Josh Mahura, too. So that's why there's that much of a discrepancy in plus minus for both of them. So I, I don't know if you bring Radko Gudis back. I think the Panthers would like to go younger as far as that. Mahura signed for another year. Uh, the only two expiring contracts are Gudis and Mark Stahl on the defensive end for, for, for the Panthers. But as far as the defense core, you need a, you need to change up uh, things a little bit. And I know I know Radko Gudis is is a, a, a player that fans love, but he is he is on the he is in his early almost mid thirties too. So um, chances are the Panthers do um, move on in in the off season. And maybe if they do fall out, may, who knows? Maybe they could get a good re- return for him. Uh, next one, and this was this was a. Uh, this was not. This was expected to be a a landslide of of a, of an answer. Who's the most important player for the Panthers if they're going to go make a push for the postseason? Matthew Kachuk, Alexander Barkov, Sergey Bobrovsky, or someone else? Wow, that's a tough one. Um, I feel like the the answer is probably probably uh, lean Matthew Kachuk. But as far as most important player, um, I rank them. Bobrovsky, Barkov, Kachuk. Uh, Kachuk, we know what he's doing. I don't think he's going to stop doing it. He's not a player I worry about. Uh, Barkov uh, as probably the second most important piece of the, the puzzle going forward for two reasons. Um, one, his health. Uh, he's a guy who has not always been able to stay in the lineup. He can't afford. We can't afford to lose games um, with Barkov out of the lineup down the stretch. He has to. He has to be in the lineup for all twenty of the, the remaining games. So keeping him healthy is paramount. Uh, and in his production. Uh, he has really gone quiet in the past few uh, past uh, couple weeks. He's got to turn it on um, down the stretch. He's the captain. He's the leader. He's got to step it up. And, but definitely most important position this time of year, playoff hockey, it's goaltending. Spencer Knight has looked shell-shocked um, every time he's been in the net coming off that injury, and I hope that he can rebound this offseason. But it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of time for him to get right right now. Bobrovsky is the guy, and he's got to play his best hockey or else we have no chance. So Bobrovsky is without a doubt the most important piece of the puzzle uh, for the remaining uh, the remaining time on this season. And Matthew Kachuk, even when he was have multi-point games, when Bobrovsky wasn't performing at his best, the, the win-loss record definitely reflected that. And now look at the the Panthers with how Bobrovsky is performing. Uh, two two more two more. How would you grade Bill Zito's performance as Panthers GM through almost uh, three seasons? Fifty. We had fifty-seven votes on this one. What, what's your vote? Uh, if I'm grading him, I'm giving him a, a solid B+. Um, I feel like he got off to a really hot start. He's done an incredible job finding value bargain signings. I think this this past offseason, he kind of whiffed as far as the bargain signings were concerned outside of Josh Mahura off waivers. Um, Mahura was a, an absolute master class of a pickup, um, kind of a, a Gustav Forsling 2.0. Um so full credit to him for that. I feel like he he hasn't done um, he hasn't done as well in the trade in the trade area. Um, ben Sherat, that looks like a really bad deal. Um, Claude Giroux, I don't fault him for doing it. Uh, getting mm-hmm. Giroux, um, I think I think it's a move you had to make uh, if you're really going to go all in. But we definitely uh, paid a lot for that as well. Losing Owen Tippett, who's really come into his own in Philly. 
Um, that's the cost of doing business if you want to be a contender. So I, I can't fault him too much for it. If we win a cup and we don't disappoint in the second round and our power play plays well, no one complains about those moves at all. So uh, it it is what it is. Um, his signings have been fantastic for the most part. Um, and I, I feel like it's unfair to judge him just solely on this year um, because the, the, the salary cap, it, it was just impossible to navigate with. So it's a make or break offseason for him coming up. Um, no question about it. And uh, there's, there's a lot of questions to be answered about the hiring of Paul Maurice too. So uh, a mixed bag with, with Bill Zito, but, but certainly far more positive than negative. And he, he has the Panthers in a position where we expect them to be good. We expect them to be a playoff team, which is why a season like this has been disappointing. Um, previous GMs, we have not always had teams that we expected to make it in. So it, it's a good position to be in. Um, we're getting spoiled, but um Zito is definitely it's definitely been more positive than negative. I I think it, I think we need to give him that. Yeah, and sixty eight percent say B um B for for uh, Bill Zito, and credit to Bill Zito for knowing when to go for it and then knowing when to take that step back, which was this uh, gap year for for the Panthers, and of course with the salary cap uh um, being being an issue, and and he is in a position next season to to be to be aggressive again more more than likely for 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 him. Last one before we get out of here. How would you grade Paul Maurice as the head coach uh, for the Panthers? We got 45 votes on this one. Um, this is unfortunate because I, I really don't like um, publicly going too negative on, on guys, but uh, I have to give him a, a D. Um, I feel like this this season, the, the system has been stubborn. Uh, I feel like I haven't seen a whole lot of improvement on some of the areas that you would expect coaching to get involved, such as the power play, such as the penalty kill, um, and, and just discipline in general. I know he's not out there playing the games, uh, but as the coach, it's your job to put guys in the best possible position. And I feel like his his system has really stripped a lot of what made the Panthers good last year. Uh, it's really, really taken away um, a lot of what the Panthers were good at. I, I understand the playoff hockey style. Um, but you have to get there first. And I feel like completely going away from the transition game really limited a lot of guys uh, offensively. I feel like the uh, the line the line juggling throughout the season, he's been uh, too stubborn and staying with, with groupings that weren't working. He's relied too heavily on the Stahl brothers at times, especially Mark Stahl defensively. Um, still consistently playing second pair minutes, which I really don't understand that, that much. But uh, I guess when you don't have the options, you don't have the options. Um, so, so uh, yeah, it's 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 going to be a, a D for for Paul Maurice. Not a total failure. He's made some he's made some changes that have um, worked out quite well. Uh, he's done the best he can as far as the injuries are concerned because no one could have predicted how many guys we'd we'd be missing this year. And at the end of the day, we are still right in playoff contention. So I can't say he's he's been a complete uh, a complete um, disaster or failure uh, with with his first year, but um that almost everything can be improved on and and i think this was a, a massively disappointing first year uh, as as a panthers head coach so i'm going to give him a d i'm going to give him a c and 67 percent of the of the poll says uh c uh the the power play has improved at, at times uh yeah they're two for 22 on on in the month of february not a place that you want to be but th they have shown a little bit of strides on the man advantage that they can uh score with the best of them and of course the 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 tr even though the Panthers don't have the transition game like they did last season, they're still f finding ways at times to score 
goals, even though sometimes the expected goals uh, don't match uh, what the Panthers have in timely goals uh, as well. Um, the pan the Panthers at times have shown that that they that the offense can sometimes uh, carry them, and of course Sergey Bobrovsky's improvement towards the towards the latter half of the season, ever since mid December, has been huge uh, for 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 the Panthers as far as getting them into this position. And of course, the PK is still an issue. They're still in the mid twenties in, in 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 the league as far as that. But it, it, some some people wonder: is it personnel or is it or is it coaching as far? But even even in their even their game against Anaheim you see that the chances up front are where you need a defenseman to clear the puck and, and then there's a rebound opportunity to, to for and a chance to clear and then there's no one there and, that, and then that's how they get second chances as well so that is a that is an area that the Panthers are in need of cleaning up that that's for sure and that and so I'm going to give Paul Maurice a C and who, let's see let's see how he does with uh with with the, of course, Bill Zito doing the, having more cat space to get him more of the players that will fit more of the system that he wants to play for, for, for this team. But Jacob, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this Winans Wednesday edition of the show. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you online. Yep, definitely. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Winans eight. Um, big stretch run coming and over the next 20 games and uh, i'm sure all, a lot of you will be active on on social media i will be as well um, and i'm always uh willing and open to chat with panthers fans for sure awesome thank you so much jacob and i will see you next week thanks for having me and if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the locked on florida panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Stu Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure you listen to today's episode of Locked On Sports Today. Kudu Bukowski gives you a 30-minute or less podcast on the entirety of the sports scene with exclusive interviews and the take of the day. Follow Locked On Sports Today on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. So I'm Armando Velez with Jacob Winans. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. <laughs>